In the city that is home to Big Ben, Buckingham Palace and the British Museum, Horrocks London was big, brutal and blooming brilliant. I was there so I can give you the full lowdown on the biggest High Rocks event ever, on the biggest High Rocks weekend ever, with events also taking place in Dallas and Hong Kong on the same day. I can share with you the good, the bad, some very interesting data on the impact of stricter movement standards, and tell you all about the athletes who excelled at the London XL. Before we get into all the details, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to xendurance.eu who offer a really great range of supplements that can be perfect for someone competing in high rocks. They sell creatine, protein, their Fuel 5 product is, is great, helps to keep me fueled with quality carbs and electrolytes for my training sessions. Uh, they have a really interesting lactic acid buffer supplement too and lots more and they're giving you 20% off my dear listeners when you use code ROCKSLIFE at the checkout. So yeah, well worth looking them up. They're a really helpful team over there if you've got any questions. And it's operated by people who actually compete in Hyrox as well, so they fully understand the sport. So yes, Hyrox London was huge, taking place on the 19th of November 2022. The setup was largely the same as in April 2022, but it seemed like there were even more competitors with apparently 5,000 people competing on the day, plus 2,000 spectators. Um, there were bleachers around the wall balls, as we now see at the UK events, and the Red Bull start tunnel was back too, so that's presumably also a permanent fixture now. Uh, one element I do want to give a special shout-out to before we get into the results of the divisions were the judges and the volunteers. After the last UK event in Birmingham, there was a bit of controversy around the judging, or rather I should say athlete adherence to some of the movement standards, partly caused by lack of judges turning up on the day. Um, there was certainly no such problem in London. Hundreds of volunteers and judges gave up their time to help out and they certainly enforced the rules, being very strict around the burpees and the wall balls in particular. Um, I had first-hand experience of this, doing what I considered to be very good burpees, well in line with the rule book, and I was told in no uncertain terms that my hands needed to be even closer to my feet than where I was putting them. Uh, really, it was at the point where my hands were pretty much touching my feet each time. Uh, I'm certainly not complaining, like properly enforcing the rules is what we wanted and what's really needed, to be honest, there's like, poor form and I've certainly seen videos circulating of people with poor form. Things like that can start to ruin the credibility of the sport to a certain extent. So well done to Hyrox for getting this sorted. I know I've spoken with, with Mintra Tilly, uh, the global race director, about this, um, both in our interview, which you can see on our YouTube channel, and offline about it. Um, I know the team at Hyrox cared about it. It's something they wanted to fix. And if London's anything to go by, then they've certainly made good steps to fixing that. It certainly does make a difference though. Um, a really interesting piece of data that I looked at, and I should say this was with the help of Mark Wyatt, so shout out to him, is if we look at the person in the men's open who finished at exactly the halfway point of all competitors in terms of their burpee broad jump time, and compare that with the person that finished halfway in the Birmingham event just a few weeks earlier, I think we'd reasonably expect their burpee broad jump time to be broadly the same. There was just under a thousand competitors in the men's open at both those events uh, but the London person who finished at the 50% point was much much slower than the Birmingham person. Uh, in London they did a 538 burpee broad jump, in Birmingham it was a 451 so 47 seconds slower in Birmingham. 
Now, assuming the overall standard of athletes on the two days was was broadly the same, which I think is a reasonable assumption when we're talking about so many competitors, it seems like the stricter enforcement of standards has had a big effect on the burpee broad jump time. If you were there, let us know in the comments how you found the judging on the day. Be really interested to hear your experience. One other thing I'll mention before we get into the results is the running track. Um, again, because the number of competitors, the track did feel very busy. Now, I'm not the fastest runner out there by any means, but I'm also not the slowest. And it did feel like a lot of people were staying in the fast lane, regardless of how fast they were, with many seemingly walking uh, at times. Now, I'm in a little bit of two minds about how I feel about this, so I would be interested to get your opinions in the comments. Uh, part of me just thinks that it's part of the sport, the busyness is just something that you have to deal with. But it is definitely difficult at these busy events to run as fast as you'd ideally like because you get stuck behind people, you have to weave in and out. Um, it's easy to say that people shouldn't be in the fast lane, but you also can't really define what is fast or slow. I was running around about the 425 pace per kilometer. For some, that's very slow. For some, that's fast. So what lane should I be in? Like Personally, I was trying to overtake people on the inside, but then... When I could, I'd move out a little to leave a gap for anyone who wanted to overtake me. Um, but even that's not always easy when it is so busy on the track. So I don't know what the solution is, to be honest. And like I say, maybe it's just part of the sport and maybe it doesn't need a solution. But it is certainly something that I've observed, especially this season at the two UK events I've raced in. Um, and I'm doing Manchester doubles next, which looks like it's even busier when the doubles are out on track. So yeah, let me know in the comments what you thought about this as well, if you were there. In terms of results, uh, we should start first with some of the age group world records that were broken on the day, because there were quite a few. Um, first, I'll give a shout out to John Timms, who in the men's pro age 55 to 59 division, he went round in one hour 15, which is a whopping seven minutes faster than the previous record in that age group. I think he's 57 years old. So that time is pretty incredible. Uh, if anyone does know him, I'd love you to put him in touch with me. I think he's a potentially a really interesting guest to have on the podcast. Um, in the women's doubles, age 40 to 44 age group, Mary James and Laura Taylor won it in a time of 102.09. Uh, taking again the age group world record. That's their debut in High Rocks. I believe they've got a running background and haven't especially trained for the functional stations portion of High Rocks. So assuming that they do at some point in the future, then we could see them break this record again. In the men's pro division, age 45 to 49, it was won by Peter Williams in a time of 108.20, beating a record that has held since the 2019 World Championships. So well done to him. And in the mixed doubles age 60 plus category, Veronica Manley and her son James Manley broke the world record in a time of 124.53. Uh, Veronica is 74 years old, James is 50. So a great result there from the mum and son duo who have entered the world championships in Manchester and are gunning for that world title. Uh, talking of the world champs, we do have a page set up on rockslife.com now dedicated to the 2023 World Championships. Uh, this page will evolve over time, but on there at the moment, we've got details of how to qualify, where the event will be held, information for traveling to the venue and where to stay as well. So well worth checking out if you're going to be there or want to be there. 
And finally, in terms of age group records, we should give a shout out to Edward McConvey, who broke the age group world record in the men's open, a 60 to 64 category, only for his record to be taken away a few hours later by Patrick Hyatt in the race in Dallas. But as this is the London review, and as he broke the record at the time, then he deserves a mention. Uh, I've got to say, I really do love seeing these age group world records broken and seeing how many older athletes are entering the sport more and more uh, and increasing the standard as well in those age groups. It's, it's one of the many fantastic things, I think, about High Rocks that we can get older athletes come in, uh, compete in a safe, challenging environment and measure themselves against people their own age. These people certainly inspire me as much as the elite athletes that we give a lot of attention to on this channel. Talking of elite athletes, in the men's pro division, it was won by Tim Wenich. He got the fourth fastest time of the year so far. Uh, Bo Wills was second in a time of 101.31, and then James Kelly, who won the event in Birmingham a few weeks ago, was third in a time of 101.44. Um, I asked Tim for his comments after the race, and he sent me over this. So, to race in the UK is very special for me, very big events, a lot of great people and yeah, feeling very strong on the race, um, on the, especially on the runs. Um, yeah, I'm very happy about, about the win and yes, I think the, the time was also very good, especially because the, the judges were very strict on the burpees and you lose 45 seconds at least. And yes, my next races are mixed doubles in Hamburg with Bea and maybe Frankfurt, but um, I will concentrate me on the European Championships on Maastricht. And yes, I'm looking forward for the next, or for, 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 the, for the season. And yeah, feeling strong and I think it won't be easy to beat me this season because I will train hard and smart. And yes, I am very happy. Yes, see you. In the women's pro division, it was won by Rebecca Mason in a time of 1.07.06. That's the 12th fastest time in the women's pro of the year so far. Molly Sweetman was second in a time of 1.11.15. She's in the age 16 to 24 category, and that makes her the fourth fastest athlete in that age group ever. And then Jade Skillen was third in one hour, 13 minutes and 17 seconds. Uh, I also asked Rebecca for her comments after the race and she sent this over. I thought High Rocks UK put on a brilliant event this weekend in London to accommodate the sheer volume of athletes competing and also spectators. It was very well organised. Personally, I didn't feel 100% going into the race, couldn't quite find my race flow, um, but I did manage a PB, so I was very happy with that, but still feel like I've got more left in me. So upcoming races, I will have Manchester in the new year and then traveling to Europe in March. I'll be doing mixed doubles um, in Malaga and then back to Manchester for the World Championships in May. Just want to say a huge big thank you to all of the volunteers helping out at the weekend. You did an incredible job and the movement standards were very high, exactly as you should be. So a big thank you to you guys. 
In the men's open, it was won by Fred Woodward Gentle in 59-58. Christopher Beebe was second in one hour and four seconds. And then Paul Prothero was third in 101-40. There's now been 19 times under 60 minutes in the men's open all of which have been in the 2022 calendar year. So the standard really is increasing in the men's open division. In the women's open, it was won by Kate Davey in a time of 104.25. Annabelle Obank was second in 105.49. And then Gemma Picton was third in 107.13. They are the fifth, 10th and 15th fastest times in the women's open ever. So a very fast race there. In the men's doubles, it was won by Jonathan Putner and Affan Humphreys in 53-14. That's the 11th fastest ever men's double time. The women's doubles was won by Olivia Lukasiewicz and Kiara Borg in 59-04. That's the second fastest ever time for their age group. And then the mixed doubles was won by Ollie Marchon and Zoe Powell in 59 minutes dead. As for my race, on the off chance that anyone is interested, I've got another PB, so I'm reasonably happy. I went round in 1 hour 12, finishing 13th of 155 in my age group. So yeah, I'm still chipping away at my time. Everything's going in the right direction, which is nice. As is my way, I'm never completely happy and probably never will be, in all honesty. I'm, I'm chasing that podium spot and that world championship spot but they continue to elude me at the moment, at least in the UK events where the level of competition is very high, but I'll keep working and keep chipping away at it. Thank you to everyone that came up to say hi to me on the day and thank me for uh, all the information that I put out on the YouTube channel. I certainly spoke to a lot of first time competitors in high rocks and they all seem to love it. So presumably they'll go away, wanna come back again, tell their friends about it. So I think, the sport certainly feels like it's going to continue to grow more and more in the UK. And I think two-day events, which we've got at the next London event in April, I think two-day events are going to be the standard now in, in, in the UK, at least for next season. The only downside from all the people I met on the day was the guy that introduced himself and said Rock's life has helped him a huge amount and then it turned out he was in my age group and had actually beaten me and potentially took my world championship spot away from me. So I might have to start putting out some dodgy bits of advice in the future if I want to get that spot. So yeah, if you're in the aged 40 to 44 category, start out fast, get some really slippery shoes for the sled push. Uh, slow down as much as you possibly can in the rock zone and you'll do just great. If you're listening on the podcast, then I am sharing loads of footage of the day and lots of pictures of the day as well in this video. So check those out when you get a chance. That's all for now. Thanks for watching. Like I say, please comment in the YouTube comments below if you were there, if you've got any thoughts on what I've discussed. Please remember to subscribe to our channel. It does help an awful lot, both on YouTube and on the podcast. Give us a like, share it with your friends. Check out rockslife.com for all the latest articles. Check out at the Rocks Life on Instagram as well, where we put up lots of content there. And I will talk to you again soon. Thanks.